For many of us, the pandemic has opened our eyes to systems of power that do not speak for everyone. For others, lack of representation in environmental policy has been the status quo. The history of indigenous people in New Mexico involves resistance to oppression, and activists part of the Land Back movement believe the fight is not yet over. I spoke to activist Julia Faye Bernal to understand what this movement means to her. There was never really a concept of owning land. It was more just about respecting territories and respecting places where each group of people came from. Bernal says that it's hard for people raised within capitalism to understand what stewardship and respect means, especially when many decisions around land and water usage have been centered around profit. It's been a system that has really removed the identity of land, of water, and has really shifted its use towards accumulating infinite streams of revenue. How can we use the land and its resources to its most beneficial use, economically speaking? And so I think land back is the conversation around what would it look like if we were shifting paradigms? What would it look like if indigenous communities were reestablishing their stewardship and living in reciprocity, you know, with the land and with our community. Governor Lujan Gershom is hoping to receive special energy credits to allow new oil drilling contracts in New Mexico. Oil drilling in New Mexico has a history of spillage and pollution, not the reciprocity Bernal has in mind. Just last Wednesday, Frack Off Greater Chaco hosted a public forum on the federal oil and gas leasing program. Chaco is one of the sites up for potential oil extraction, and activists were not in support of the governor's plans. Reverend Jean Harbaugh asked corporations to consider the short-term economic gains in relation to the potential for community and infrastructure issues that often arise from drilling sites. While fracking may provide short-term jobs, the environmental and community repercussions can be detrimental, not to mention the violation of sacred lands. Yuga, Youth United for Climate Crisis Action, a youth-led activist group in northern New Mexico, also responded to the governor's actions by presenting the governor an Oil and Gas Leadership and Loyalty Award. The award ceremony was a performative protest using the absurd to draw attention to the governor's actions. And while economic, community, and environmental needs seem to be at odds, Bernal says violation of the land is a direct violation of the people. Water is culturally used, and therefore, if water scarcity is continuing, then that means our culture is at risk, at risk of not being able to thrive and exist. Bernal refers to the original instructions of caring for the land passed down for generations. I spoke to photographer and organizer Kara Romero, who added the Western knowledge of land is late to a lot of understandings practiced by indigenous people for generations. One of the things that's really undervalued by settler colonial society or Western science is uh, what I call indigenous science. Some people call it traditional ecological knowledge. 
And this is empirical science that indigenous peoples have held for thousands of years. And not only do they give us arts and culture that exist against all odds, you have an interdependence to each other within the community. So very community oriented, very based in care for these cultural landscapes, which include you know, the psycho-spiritual. So a lot of things that are left left out of Western science, indigenous peoples have known about for a very long time. And we're always in those moments where Western science is catching up. Romero works as the director at Bioneers, an organization fostering discussion around ecological solutions. She points to the principles of land stewardship ingrained in indigenous culture. One of the things that I've identified around the globe in doing the work that I've done, um, talking to people, working with youth, is that we're on the front lines. Indigenous peoples are on the front lines of environmental fights globally because of all of those original instructions and worldviews of wanting to protect Mother Earth against resource extraction, against capitalism, all the things that we know in our ways of being that are fundamentally wrong and that we know will cause irreparable damage. Bernal agrees that land and water resource management would look a lot different if left to indigenous people. Deb Holland was just named as Department of the Interior Secretary, the first Native woman to hold the position. And New Mexican Jade Begay of the Tesuque Pueblo was named to the White House's Environmental Justice Panel. While these are big steps for indigenous voices, Bernal thinks there's still a ways to go. Water has been managed from a very top-down, authoritative, very technocratic, expertise type of way that leaves very minimal opportunities for not just community water users, but for tribes to participate in these long-term plans that are supposed to conserve water and innovate new ways to store water. A lot of current water policies were made before New Mexico's current period of extraordinary drought. Bernal says these policies need to adapt to allow small-scale farmers to continue their work. Inequitable water use is very directed towards agriculture, but then that somehow lumps in traditional farm use and traditional farm water use and food sovereignty and sustainability practices, they're lumped into this, like, agricultural type of use of water. Farming on a small scale is fine, <laughs> you know? It really doesn't use that much water, but because we're in a market-based system, the production that is on, that is grown from that water isn't enough for it to be protected from other beneficial uses for, for water. I asked Bernal how the system can be improved, but really, she wants to tear it down. I don't believe in reform because this is a colonial system and it never gave indigenous people the chance to develop our own technologies and our own types of institutional arrangements. But... I do think that in this time, 20, 30, 50 years, there definitely needs to be more Native people in these positions that 
make decisions around water governance. Bernal does not think land or water should be treated as profitable resources. Yet in a society that requires money for survival, individuals can be faced with tough ecological decisions when trying to make a living. So how do we move forward? I think whatever we do moving forward to always center integrity. And when you're acting with integrity, the right way will follow. Both Romero and Bernal realize shifting paradigms doesn't happen overnight. But Bernal believes her work will have a life beyond her. Even though my time here on this earth is very, very small compared to the billions of years this this earth has existed, at least there are always seeds being planted and, and things left behind that we can continue building on. You know, I may not see any sort of change in my lifetime doesn't mean that it can't happen or that it's impossible. For KSFR News, I'm Georgina Hahn.